Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. I'm here with Dr. Alan Safdie. Today we're talking about plastics and the dangers of plastics. Some of the statistics I looked up and Alan helped me with is that there's been approximately 10 billion tons of plastic created over the last 50 years and none of it is gone. It is all still here. We have no way of really disposing of plastic. And plastic causes a lot of dangers. Alan, what are some of the dangers of plastic? Well, one of the things we need to talk about is, you know, you're absolutely right, Bill. We have a tremendous amount of plastics. We coat our cans in plastics. We have in the refrigerator. We have microplastics in our river. We have it in our oceans. Um, we have it in our bottled water. And, you know, the majority of it's never recycled. Um, less than 10% of it's even recycled. Even a lot of things you put in the recycling bin are not recycled. So these are ubiquitous substances, not just in our food. Uh, it lines our soup cans, our storage container, uh, hides in household dust in your house, found inside your plastic toys, your electronics, your shampoos. You don't have cosmetics, Bill, but in your cosmetics, if you were using cosmetics, and countless other products. We, you know, have single-use grocery bags, which we shouldn't, that are plastic. We have forks. We have candy wrappers. We have styrofoam glasses. So these all have potential significant health uh, downsides. Um, we even coat our wrappers to keep things from sticking, like a pizza box is coated in this substance, this shiny substance you see in the pizza box, or things to prevent greasy foods from a, a French fry them staying there. So these have risk. You know, what kind of risk can they be? Um, they've been linked to a variety of health problems, including reproductive harm, obesity, um, developmental delays in children's. They can, they're so small, some of these can even get into our brain. Well, these plastics, these plastics uh, incite estrogenic activity. Is that correct? Isn't that one of the problems that it creates? That's one of many problems. I mean, estrogenic activity, so it can have reproductive things. It can actually even potentially get across a placenta to a newborn. Um, we are deluged with these microplastics. I mean, the average consumption of microplastics, you think, well, I'm not consuming that much. It may be the equivalent, five grams per week, and people have trouble perceiving of what five grams per week is. But that's like you eating, Bill, a credit card every week. Now, I would think you're crazy if you sat there and ate your credit cards, but you're doing that every day. And these plastics have significant problems. I mean, we look for BPA-free uh, on bottles, um, but there's other things other than BPA. Right. As I understand, the BPA is only one of the markers. Um, and as um, um, one of the articles I talked about uh, reviewed said that it's like uh, arresting Al Capone and saying that all of crime is gone now because Al Capone's crime is gone. In fact, uh, the many, many of these agents from uh, plastics uh, are problematic. Now, what happens to our body? We're, we're eating a credit card a week. Um, how do we get rid of that? We don't. I mean, we're, we're not going to get rid of that. And some of them, you know, a lot of these are potential risks. So we're just starting to take a look at these risks. Um, I don't want to bore you with the names, but PFAS, PFAS, or parapolyfluoroalkyl alkali substances are, are a class of man-made chemicals 
that we tend not to get rid of. Um, and they don't break down in our bodies and they don't break down in other animals. They can accumulate over time and over a lifetime, you know, we have exposure to these. Some studies have linked these to increased cholesterol levels, some low birth weight infants, thyroid problems, cancer, um, even our non-stick skillets may be a potential problem. Some of these uh, are dangerous chemicals that leach into our foods as we're cooking. Uh, yes, I saw one study talked about um, uh, latex, and latex almost always leaches um, uh, chemically uh, into foods. Well, let's talk about uh, uh, the water supply. Um, these microplastics in the water, in fact, um, uh, one of the girls that uh, I work with uh, worked for the EPA, and they did some studies at the Ohio River, where we, uh, where here in Cincinnati we get our water from, and they found huge amounts of microplastics uh, uh, in uh, river water. Um, but uh, I understand that uh, we're protected from that uh, by the filtration system that they use here in Cincinnati, but I don't know about other places. Yeah, I mean, you really want a carbon filtration system. So, you know, one way to reduce, and we'll get into how to reduce your exposure to plastics, um, is, you know, drinking water is a significant problem. There's microplastics in the water, especially these plastic bottles that everybody buys. And tap water is much safer, in my opinion, than bottled water. Bottled water has a much higher exposure to microplastics. And especially if you take your bottled water... And leave it in your car, which sometimes, Bill, I know you do. You're going yeah. to the gym and, you, you know, you have a case of it in your trunk. But, you know, bottled water has significant exposure um, to microplastics. So if you leave it in there and it gets above 167 degrees, it's a different chemical. And there's lots of carcinogenic chemicals. But this, it's an altimony, but it's a type of chemical released from the plastics in the car. It's warm enough to kind of melt those plastics and get that chemical under there. So you're better off getting a metal water bottle, uh, which is what I use. Fill it up out of the tap and drink it that way. Um, it's much better for the environment. I don't have to worry about recycling because I have the same water bottle day in, day out. And rather than having these plastic bottles, and most of those, as we said before, less than 10% of plastics really end up being recycled. Well, let's talk about... Um Let's talk about things we can do to re reduce our use of plastics. First of all, let me just uh, comment, of course, everyone's aware of that plastics are not only bad for humans, they're, they're even worse for animals and the ocean. Uh, there's a, a great documentary on Netflix uh, called uh, Plastic Ocean. I encourage all of you to just uh, sit down and uh, watch that. It's just amazing how much plastic there is. Um, there's more than a million seabirds uh, sea killed a year secondary to plastic. More than 100,000 marine animals that we know of that are killed by plastic. At least 8 million tons of plastic are dumped into the ocean uh, every year. And these uh, plastics are... Uh, are a, um, a major uh, a major problems for our oceans. And if the oceans die, uh, there's no one here, there's no one listening to this podcast that will survive if our oceans die. If the oceans die, we die. So we've got to pr protect that oceans. Uh, 
So let's talk about what we can do to reduce our plastic uh, foot play. What can we do uh, to reduce um, the use of plastic? Certainly not using uh, straws, using paper bags. Um, Alan, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you have to start thinking a little bit beyond the simple. Um, BPA, which is uh, used in a myriad of consumer products to prevent metal corrosion, is in your canned soups and in your pastas and things. Uh, can we buy things in glass from now on? Actually, canned soups and pasta release greater amounts in a can than canned fruit and vegetables. Uh, yeah, I think people don't realize that that canned uh, canned vegetables and canned soups have a plastic container on the on the um, outside of either the tin or aluminum that um, um, that we're unaware of. So that we we don't think that there's plastics when we open up a can of soup, but there is. Yeah. So there's there's a variety of things we talked a little bit about. You know. Let's not, for the environment and for your own health, you know, let's buy a reusable metal type of drinking when you can get insulated ones. I have an insulated one. I have a non-insulated one. But some tips to avoid this. So think about the cans. Other tips we talked about, uh, drink water from the tap. And some of the bottled waters may be very high in plastics and other chemicals, too. Uh, one of them was actually pulled off the market uh, earlier this year for a while and because of chemicals within the bottled water. So it, it's something to think about. Don't heat your foods in plastics. Don't store your food in plastics in the refrigerator. So we have only glass in our house. We have glass storage containers. We might have a plastic lid, but the plastic lid's not on there. The plastic does not come in contact with the food. Um, so when you're warming up foods, either do it in the pan or do it in a glass container. Um, and then look at the bottom of things. If you're going to use plastics, look at the recycling codes. I know most of us don't pay attention to these recycling codes. Um, but 3, 6, and 7 indicate presence of things like phthalates and styrene and uh, bisphenols, which you really want to avoid if you can. Eat more fresh fruit. You know, Go to a farmer's market. Eat fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, sometimes if you find something that's not organic, Baking soda and washing it or soaking it in baking soda and water may get off more of the pesticides than just water itself. Uh, I actually wash my foods quite well when I'm consuming those. Minimize, you know, your dust in the house. Uh, you know, think about dust may have microplastics within that. Just when you're purchasing things, think about plastics. Don't go to the store and get these cheap plastic bags. Take your own bag with you to the store, which I'm looking at your table here, Bill, and you've got a bunch of them. There's no reason in the world we should be using plastics that can't be reused. So let's get rid of these single-use plastics. We have to think about, you know, plastics are in so many things, some forks that we really don't need to have all these plastic forks. And as you mentioned, Bill, the plastic spoons and plastic straws, all these things, we need to decrease the usage of it. Unfortunately, it's expected um, that plastic production is expected to more than quadruple between 2015 and 2050. Uh, means the amount of plastic contamination in the environment, as well as in us, is going to rise significantly. The health consequences of this could be significant in the future. So, you know, think about the big picture when you're looking at things. 
try to change laws, which were changed in a lot of states, not in Ohio, but in Colorado. You can't take out something in a plastic bag. People are used to bringing their own bags to the grocery store. So there's all kinds of little steps we can make. Just buying plastics and throwing in a recycling bin and assuming that it's getting recycling is not adequate. We have to take much broader and bigger steps than what we're doing right now. So I really appreciate you having me, Bill. I think this is a very important conversation. Uh, thank you, Alan. Wow, what a great discussion. It's such an important topic, and I learned so much from it. It's great. And if you want to learn more, uh, go to our website uh, where we have articles and more podcasts, uh, evidence-based medicine. Go to TellurideLongevityInstitute.org. And uh, if you're interested, send us a comment. We'd be, we'd be happy to hear any suggestions you have about our podcast, anything you want to hear about. And don't forget to give us a great rating uh, for, uh, for our podcast. and uh, makes it a lot more uh, uh, easy for us to get more people involved. And also remember, uh, we are not for profit. We, we're, uh, we're here to give the truth, to give people honest evidence-based information.